international church this is Pastor Leo and maybe you heard a rumor that I am able to yodel. It's a kind of yodel. I think there's a gift in me. I should train a little bit more and I can be really a good yodeler in Switzerland. The first Swiss yodeling pastor. But today it's not about me. I have the privilege to announce a speaker. It's not a guest speaker. It's actually one of my closest friends. He's Tobias Teichen from ICF Munich. And Toby, thank you so much that you said yes to the invitation because an invitation is only as good as people say yes. And thank you so much that you drove all the way from Munich to Zurich and God has given you such a unique way to preach and teach the Word of God and I believe you have a bright future because you're faithful, you have an outstanding family and the way you lead and teach Isaac Munich, it's outstanding. Church, let's get up on, on our feet as our culture and let's uh, welcome Tobias Teichen on the stage with a loud, tremendous applause. Come on, church. Thank you, Pastor Leo. From vacation, thank you, international service. Please, please stay, stand it, stand it, seated. He helps me in English, you know. If I don't know a word, you help me today. It's no problem, okay? I have a game with you as well. Normally, the guest teacher has to make a game. Today, we make a game together, okay? It's very easy. It's called laugh song or worship song. I have now some sentences. If you think it's a laugh song, you embrace yourself like this. Do it like this. And you look like you're in love. I don't know how you look in Switzerland or the country. Look, this is in love with you? Okay, okay. And the other thing is, if you think it's a worship song, you raise up your hands like this, okay? Okay, very easy. When it's wrong, you have to sit down, okay? Okay, first sentence out of the song, I need your loving in my life. You are the only one whose love is better than love. Worship song or love song? What is it? Just decide. Decide. It is? Worship. Okay, if it's wrong, please sit down. Next one. How did you know I needed you? How did you know I needed you so badly? How did you know I'd give my heart gladly? Worship song or love song? What is it? Okay, now it is. Bear right, you sexy thing. Okay, next one. What do we have? Maybe you could be the light that opens up my eyes, make all my wrongs right. Change me. Change me. Worship song or love song? And it is. Justin Bieber, who is still in the game? Awesome. You're the last one. Congratulations, now you're in the worship band. <laughs> Thank you very much for the game. Please have a, take a seat. So why did I start the message like this about love songs and worship songs? Because the first times I went in the church like this, it was really something new for me, these worship songs. And most of the worship songs are about love. I love you. Touch my life. And I was a non-Christian and I listened to the songs and I said, what is going on here? Do they sing love songs to God? You know, when I uh, was in love, when I, I'm still in love with my wife, but when I dated my wife, I wrote uh, some love letters for her because she liked it. Not because I like it. I, I mean, have to be honest. She likes it, so I did it for her. So my first impressions in the faith was a lot of female or feminine things in the Christian faith. The way we sing sometimes. My mother was the first human being who told me about God. So I had a lot of relationship with women when I started my faith. And I thought, oh, it's a lot of feminine and female with God. Then I read the Bible and I saw, okay, when I read about God, how he describes himself, it's not so female. 
So we'll make a test. Is father female or male? Today, today we have to ask, you know. Gender is changing, so. What do you think? Is father, is it a male or female? Male, okay. Son. Male. Holy Spirit. So, different opinions <laughs> right now. So, in English, uh, we don't have maybe, uh, we don't hear it as, so fast, but in German, for example, it's male. Der Heilige Geist, in German, for example. So, normally, the, most of the people say, okay, it's a lot of uh, male things. So, how is God? Does he have a female side? Does he, doesn't he have a female side? What is his character? So, we want to see what Jesus said to his disciples when he uh, was... Uh, in the, in the period of the time before you went to heaven, he said, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't handle them now. Great, isn't it? He said, oh, I have to tell you a lot of things, but you can't handle it now. The same Jesus telling me all the time. <laughs> I have to tell you so much more, Toby, but you can't handle it now. So we make it step by step. By step. When you're in the Christian phase, maybe you realize already it's a journey and God helps us to go always the next step. So we want to see, we want to look in the Hebrew language right now because Jesus didn't talk English, you know it already, maybe. He didn't talk German or Swiss German. He talked Aramaic and it's like very similar to Hebrew. When Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, he had the word Ruach. In Hebrew, we will see now some different things in Hebrew, but before we do it, in the Ruach has a lot of metaphors for how the Ruach is. We have the name ghost or spirit, but there is like wind. So the Ruach is like a wind, strong, power, or like a fire. Okay, great, that's awesome. Or water. So a lot of vitality, a lot of power. And then we have the translation in the Bible like Holy Ghost. I don't know what is your imagination with ghost, but this is my imagination. When I think about a ghost, I think in my childhood, I think, oh, that's Huibu. You know Huibu? That's Huibu. Hello, Huibu. Hello. Hello, my friend. So on the one hand, the Bible is talking about wind, fire, power, vitality, strong, and other Holy Ghost. How are you? You're so sweet. Thank you, hui hui, hui hui. Yes. So we have, thank you, hui bu. You can go. So, so we have the problem then when we have a translation out of the Hebrew, we have. <laughs> yes, hui bui. Thank you. Thank you. So we have imaginations in our heads because of the translation. A lot of things get lost when we don't understand what is maybe the original idea. When Jesus talked in Hebrew or Aramaic, and he talked about Ruach, the people knew and they understood that every word in Hebrew has a gender. So if you say Ruach, in the ears of a Hebrew-speaking person, it's female. So he was talking about the Ruach, but it was like female. So I make an experiment with you now. We take now a Bible verse, and I try to read it a little bit more like Jesus talked, like we read it right now, okay? I just, instead of Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, I take the word, word Ruach, and I would take the right gender in it. So we have to look at it. If you love me, keep my comments, Jesus said. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. 
the Ruach of Truth. The world cannot accept her because it neither sees her nor knows her. Maybe you see it's a little bit different than in your Bible or in my Bible. But you know her, her for she lives with you and will be in you. Every time when Jesus talked about Ruach, he had a female gender to explain who is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Why do we talk today about Holy Spirit? First of all, the Hebrew word was translated in Greek. It was the word pneuma without a gender. From female to pneuma, no gender. To Latin, in spiritus sanctus, amen. Male, spirit. In spiritus sanctus, amen. So why is it important to talk about the original gender of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit, of Ruach? Because a lot of people think that God is only a male God. Because of church history, because of the teaching you heard. So a lot of people think, where is the female part of God? And the problem is, if you don't realize it, there are a lot of extremes in church history. For example, I'm, of, I'm out of Bavaria and it's a very Catholic country. And you see the longing of a female part in Christian uh, faith in the adoration of Mary. So you take a female Mary, you worship her, you adore her, and it's, a, it's like in the heart of human being, we, we search for a female part of the faith. If God is only father, son, and male spirit, maybe this is it. So it's something really crazy went out of this longing. Some other people talk about Mother Nature. You know Mother Nature? Who's Mother Nature? I don't know. This Mother Nature? Who's Mother Nature? But it's female. There's a longing inside of us. There must be something female in faith. So we have to have a look in the Bible. Without knowing Hebrew, we can start in Genesis and see how God is describing uh, when he was creating the human beings. So he started and he said, God created the human being. He created it God-like, reflecting God's nature. He created male and female. So we start at this point. Without knowing Hebrew, which gender has God? He created male and female in his own image. Who is God? And male Female? Of course, all. Without knowing Hebrew in the first sides of the Bible, understand, of course, God is both. Otherwise, creation doesn't make sense. So, Martin Luther tried to explain and to uh, translate a lot of things, and we have to go in this uh, in the topic because we have the word Adam, and it, you can translate Adam as human being or man. Both is possible. So the Bible is telling us that God is creating the man or human being. You can translate both. And then he takes a rib, you know, rib eye steak, rib. He takes a rib out of Adam and he's creating Eve. I don't know if you have the same fantasy that I have. I think always in comics. I'm very creative. So when I first read the Bible about this creation part, and I thought, oh, that's crazy. So God created the man, and then he thought, how can I create the lady now? I take a rib. And then he's creating the lady. And uh, I need your help right now to 
see if the God's word is right or not. Do you, are you here with your spouse tonight? Are you sitting next to your spouse? Okay, I need your help right now. Please count the ribs of your partner right now, okay? At the side here, count the ribs of the man and the woman. We have to see if something is missing. It's important because the Bible says that there was a man, he took a rib, it's gone. Now the lady is here, so we, we count the ribs. So who, has the man more ribs? The lady? Equal? Do you know how to count? Okay. So you have the same number of ribs. The first Christians read this and they thought, okay, we have to count. They said, Uncle Peter, come, 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 come. We have to count the ribs. Bam, 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 bam. Uncle Peter, are you a female? Why? You have the same number of ribs than Auntie Hannah. So they counted ribs because God's word is telling us there's a rib, it's gone, and now we have the lady. Now the problem is Martin Luther tried to explain something because you can translate it different. If you say, first of all, God didn't create man, he created human being. So it means he had one person, and in this person he had male and female. I don't know how it works, but God is great. And then he took this person and separated male and female. The word which Martin Luther translated as rib is the Hebrew word selah. Selah is in the Old Testament 40 times. 37 times it's a side part, um, a supporting element of the temple. So if you take away the supporting element of the temple, the temple would crash down. So 37 times, it's a very important part of the temple. If you take it away, the temple will crash. One time, it's uh, the, the, uh, the flank of a mountain. And one time, it's rip. When Adam was created. Why is Martin Luther taking the word rip? Because he thought, okay, we need something, a supporting element, something where it's really important. What is it? It's a rip. I can take a rib out of you and it's still functioning. So it's not a supporting element in your body. If you translate it out of the Hebrew like this, you say, okay, first it was the human being, and then God took the female part and separated it from the, from the male part. If you're already in a relationship with your honey or your spouse, you realize very fast that your partner has some things you don't have. For example, in emotions. I'm married since 18 years, yes, 18 years, and I realized my wife has emotions in a, in, a, in a way I didn't know that you can have emotions like this. In this high, in this low, and very fast in switching between them. Woo, woo, woo. And I realized I don't have it. So she has some things in her I don't have, and I have some things in me she don't have. In marriage, the two parts come together again. So God is telling his people, he is man, and of course, you, he is female, male, he's much more. So why is it important to talk about the female nature of God? We have to see how the, the Ruach is explained in the word of God. For example, it's, it's telling us that in creation, the Ruach was breeding on the waters. It's very female, isn't it? 
breeding on the waters. It's not so male. If not, you can go on a farm in Switzerland and ask about the chicken and the hahn. What's the hahn? Rooster. Rooster. So it's much more female. Or the, the Bible is telling us that the Holy Spirit is the seat of feelings and emotions of God. The Bible is telling us that through the Holy Spirit you can understand the feelings and the emotions of God. Do you remember what I talked about my wife? Woo! 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 Through the Holy Spirit, it's very female, you can have this emotional connection to God. God is explain, ex, explaining to us in Isaiah 66 that he wants to comfort us like a mother. So he wants to comfort us. He's telling us that through the Holy Spirit, he's giving us birth. He's telling us only with the Holy Spirit, you can be a new, new being. So this is all female characters, as God wants to tell us about the Holy Spirit or the Ruach, or in the baptism of Jesus. I don't know if you know the scripture, but there is the, we have the description that an animal came from heaven. What animal was it? A gorilla? A lion? A tiger? A dove? was coming. It's very female. So why is it important to talk about the female part and why is it important to talk about that Wach in Hebrew has female gender? Because we Christians, we recognize something, things we never thought about that they are there. For example, if you're not a Christian, I explain to you something. In history of Christianity, we find out new things, but they are not new. For example, about 100 years ago, we recognized there's the Holy Spirit. Wow! Pentecost movement. Wow, there's the Holy Spirit. We didn't know. That's crazy in Christianity. It was always in the Bible. The Holy Spirit was always there. But then 100 years ago, we recognized, oh, there's the Holy Spirit. In 1990s, it starts a new wave in Christianity. It was the Father wave. So we understood in a new way, God is the Father. It's not new. It's always in the Bible. But we recognize God as a father and we recognize for our identity, it's very important to get to know God as a father. He can give you identity, he can give you security, and he is strong and it's important. And I think as, as well as it's important to know God as a father is to know God as a mother. Because I don't know if you know it, but the first years in your life, the most important person wasn't your father. It was your mother. When a new child is born, the first thing the doctors will do, they take the child and they were laying on the naked skin of the mother. Why? Because this relationship, this connection is so important for a baby to have comfort, to feel safe, to have trust. If in this relationship you have problems with your mother, it will infect your whole life. So it's much as well as important to rediscover that the Holy Spirit will, will meet us as the female part of God. In Psalm 22, we read, you made me trust at you even at my mother's breast. So he wants to bring, you at, bring us to this point. And the problem is that we have a wrong imagination about our parents. If you take notes, you'd only have to take one note, only this note, nothing else. This is the most important note in my message. God's plan 
was never. Good start for you, okay? Was never. Okay? God's plan was never that your parents are perfect. Oh, no, it's deep. I have to repeat it. It was never God's plan that your parents should be perfect. You say, what's the point? We are hurt by our parents. We are hurt by our fathers, our mothers, and we recognize one day they are human beings. They make mistakes. They have sin in their life. They make wrong decisions. And God is telling you and me, our parents will never meet our needs in a deep way. Never. And God is telling us he's like a father, he's like a mother, and he can meet us in all our needs. He wants to help us to overcome everything where we have maybe a mother who overprotected us or we had abuse in our life or we lost our mother or whatever. So it's important to meet God like this. And if we recognize that God's plan was never and will never be that human beings are perfect, we can act in different way with our parents. We don't have to glorify them and say, oh, they are good. No, they are human beings. I have a son since nine years and I know he has a lot of things in his life where he has to go in ICF get free weekend and confess things and get healing because of me. Because I'm a human being. I make mistakes. But he has a father in heavens. He wants to meet him. So we don't have to glorify him. We don't have to excuse our parents when they have mistakes. Or they did something wrong. We don't have to reject our parents. We just can forgive them. So I have to repeat it. We don't have to glorify our parents. We don't have to excuse them. We don't have to reject them. We have to come to the point to realize God's plan is that he wants to meet our needs. And no human being will ever do this. So as well as you need God as a father in your life, you need the mother and the female side of God to heal you, to protect you, and to comfort you. For example, in my life when I was a small child, when I, when I fell down and was hurt, I was running always to my mother. I don't know where you run when you fell down and you're bleeding. Because in my mother's life, she was very empathic, empathic, empathetic, 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 great word. In my mother's eyes, my wounds are always bigger than in my father's eyes. I don't know why. When I go to mother, oh, it's huge. Oh, are you bleeding, my father? Oh, be strong, stand up. So. In my mother's eyes, it's, it's much better. It's much better to have comfort with my mother, I have to tell you, than with my, with my father. So God wants to meet your needs because, of course, he is the father. Of course, through Jesus, you come to the father. But Jesus is telling us that the Ruach is female. And she wants to meet us too. Maybe you are confused today because it's the first time you're hearing this and I was confused too when I was saved and I heard that there's Father, Son and Holy Spirit and I always thought, to whom shall I pray when? Do you know that? To Jesus, when? Father, when? Holy Spirit, when? Now I have Ruach, when? Doesn't matter. <laughs> God is great. You can say Holy Spirit as long as you want. You can say... Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter as long as you know God is bigger. 
He has both sides. He wants to meet your needs and he wants to heal you. He wants to protect you and he wants to come with his power. And the great thing is that the Ruach in the Bible is not only, not only wisdom and female, it's as well all the thing which is in the creation to be creative. So the Bible is telling us that the Ruach was on the water to have creation moments. So on this Ruach is in your life to be creative. Some people think, I'm not creative. The guys in the church, some are creative, but I'm not creative. I have to tell you, if you have the Holy Spirit, you have the creation power inside of you. So it doesn't mean you have to paint. If you can, if you can paint, paint, oh, <laughs> paint. For me, it's more paint, not paint. Okay. If you can paint, it's awesome. I can't paint. <laughs> but I'm creative because I can ask God. For example, a girl was listening to this message in our church and she said, okay, I start painting pictures in a prophetic way and give it to my neighbors and tell them a word of God. The next said, I will start cooking cakes. I'm creative. I cook cakes and then I give them to people and tell them about Jesus. I don't know what it is. Maybe you're very good in sound engineering. I think they're doing a great job. Do you think as well? You can have an applause for that. So God wants to reactivate the creative in yourself. And if you don't know it, you, maybe you think, oh, aesthetics and design and I like it. But it's sometimes a little bit more female. Do you recognize this? For example, most men in my, in my uh, circle of friends, I recognized one thing. Before they were married, they were different. For example, when I visited them in their flat or in their man flat, it was not smelling so good, they weren't so good looking, and the design and aesthetics in their rooms wasn't so great. After marrying, marrying the, their spouse, it changed. They were smelling good, good clothes, you know, nice flats. So most people would say it's sometimes a little bit more female, the creation and the aesthetics and the design. But that's not right. The Ruach of God is in you. It doesn't do, has nothing to do with your, with your gender. He wants to be in you and is, he's creative. The good thing is, at the end of the message, that the Ruach of God is not only coming with wisdom, with aesthetics, with emotions, with the mother's side. It's coming as well with power. So if you need reconciliation, healing, power. The Ruach of God will come with this as well. Jesus is quoting a, a passage in Isaiah and he's telling about the Ruach of God and that this Ruach of God is up on him and then up on you. So we just look at the trailer and see what it means for us. I just want to give you the opportunity now to make some new experiences with God. If you don't know God at all, you can have the next few minutes to tell Jesus 
that he shows you that he's the way, the truth, and the life, and he will help you to come to, come to the Father. But as well, he said, he will send you who? The Ruach. So both is impossible through Jesus. If you see in your life you have more needs to recognize God as the Father, great, maybe you pray this tonight. If you say, okay, maybe in my life I have bad experiences with you, with men, for me it's tough to go to God as the Father at the first point. So there are two ways to God. And Jesus is telling you he's both. To the Father and the Ruach. We have a girl in our church and when she was listening to this message, she recognized that he had, she had a great relationship to her father, but a very bad relationship to her mother. And she recognized that she needs healing. She wants to forgive. And she started and he said, okay, God, now I confess my mother is a human being. She's not perfect. She's full of sin. And today I forgive her. And at the same moment, I ask you, God, that you send the Ruach in my life and come in all my needs and all my hurts and comfort me like a mother, a heavenly mother only can do. So I want to pray for you. And if you want, you can join me in prayer that you will meet God in a new way. And as Jesus told us in John, he said, I want to tell you so much more, but you can't handle it. If you have now today a lot of questions, it doesn't matter. The Ruach is in your life. And Jesus is telling you the same as 2,000 years ago. I want to tell you so much more. I want to show you so much more how big God is. Maybe you can't handle it, but I always go the next step with you. And for this I want to pray. If you want to, just close your eyes and pray with me. Father, thank you when I, we close our eyes and we open our heart that you will speak to us through your Ruach to the Holy Spirit in my life. We want to take this moment of silence to give you the opportunity to give us new thoughts, to tell us in our heart what you want to do in our life, what you want to offer us, where you want to meet us in a new way. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life that you bring me to the Father. And I ask you to bring everybody in this room to a new level to recognize what it means that you are our Father. As well, you told us, Jesus, that you will send us the Ruach. And I open my heart in a new way to experience you, God that you meet my needs, my hurts. We have empty rooms in my heart. And today I pray with everybody who says, today I want to make a step with my parents. I speak it for my life and if you want, you can speak it for your life. I tell you God right now, I accept that my parents are human being right now. And I say they are full of sin and I know it God. And they are not perfect. And thank you, God, that it was never your plan that they are perfect because you are perfect and it's enough. And today I forgive my parents. I forgive my mother where there was a lot of things she did or she didn't do. And forgive my father for the things he did or he didn't do. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, come in a new way in my life. 
fill everything inside of me where I have this need in my mother, for my mother and my father and I ask you when we sing now the worship songs that you speak to us I thank you for the prayer team that we can stand up and tell God I go to the prayer team and let them pray for me for healing, for reconciliation and for your power God I thank you that you're here Holy Spirit I thank you that you move and we just want to worship you with all of my life I will trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face. And please, don't give up.